the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk on AM 1170, KCBQ and KPRZ. Uh, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady is on assignment in Colorado today. So, And I was just looking at the weather there. He has a cool, crisp morning in Denver. It's 26 degrees. Oh, that's much better than uh, much better than my friend that lives in Cody, Wyoming, where it was 8 yesterday. So I guess we can count ourselves lucky here. We're going to get uh, a little chill. It is cooling yeah. off. Yeah, but not not down to eight. <laughs> no, I, I sincerely hope not. Well, it's good. Fi- you know, we're supposed to get a little moisture in the air this weekend, right? On Sunday, maybe into Monday, a little rain. Correct. Which means a fire. Well, wait, a, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. When what, you what, what, said what? a little moisture in the air, you had to then tell me it might be a little rain. Did you think I didn't understand? What oh, absolutely. Moisture? Is that like coyote? Wait, I mean, you didn't think I'd pick that up? <laughs> Perhaps not, but what I was going okay. to say okay. is it's a good, it might be a good weekend to get some fertilizer down, which we'll probably talk about, but also for fire. It'd be a good first fire in the fireplace, maybe. Okay, but be careful because we're having a red flag warning two days after this, so be well, very careful. Well, we'll put careful. the fire out prior to the red okay, flag warning. Okay, good, good idea. And I was thinking along those same lines, you're going to fertilizer. If you haven't put out, or if you want to put out grass seed, native uh, wildflower seeds, any of that, this would be the weekend to do it before a couple of days of rain. Or a pre-emergent, pre-emergent weed killer. Or put down oh, pre-emergent weed Lots of stuff to talk killer. about. If you, if you want to get ahead of it. Yes. But, 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 but not go, with but, your not but with not your seed. But not with your grass seed or your uh, wildflower seeds. So no, that's here's not, a pro tip. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> what is the pro tip, George? Well, if you're going to put a pre-emergent out, you don't want to put any kind of seed in concert with that. Okay. Right? And if you want to put out seed. Then put the seed out, you know. And, and then, you don't want to put out pre-emergent. Yeah. So okay. either, either way. I'm with you. Okay. Either way. <laughs> either way. I remember our, our uh, representative from Southland Sod had gone out to a couple of job sites over the years where they had had a problem where the where they laid the They did everything right. They laid the sod out, but it wasn't rooting. And the contractor had said, oh, we to make sure you don't get weeds in your lawn, put a pre-emergent weed killer down before you lay the sod down, which sounds good, looks good on paper, but the problem is the pre-emergent weed killer prevents the roots from from going in. So it, the sod had been down for weeks, and you could still lift it right up off the ground because the pre-emergent weed killer kept it from from. It seemed like it would be a good idea to keep those like, weeds from germinating. Like I said, it, look, it looks good on paper, yeah. but it... Uh, not not a good idea. So, so if you're thinking about putting a lawn in, don't do that. Whether you're putting it in from seed or sod, don't do that. Don't put. Don't. And, put I, and I'm nodding in agreement for those of you who can't see that. Yeah, he is. Yeah, or he's having a stroke. One of the. <laughs> so, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Thanks, uh, thanks Ken. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In in the top segment, we have to talk about sleep. It's been cool at night, and we've I've been able to sleep. Have you guys been able to sleep? I haven't had a problem sleeping for a while. Okay, yeah, George. Nor have I. Okay, good, good. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can talk about the window being open and I the could, fan on. Yeah, maybe turning the, fan, the fan off. Fans off. Okay. Fans off because that that was too cold. But I, I just, slept very well last night. I know people were probably worried that I wasn't getting enough sleep because it was too warm, and now it's all better. 
Well, I'm glad you cleared that up. Yeah, thank you. Please continue. Yeah. If you'd like to give us a call today, we would love to talk to you. 888-344-1170 is the the number here at KCBQ. Um, Potato update. Um, Our potato sets are going to be late. A week. A week. Because of? Because it's cold. Yeah, they don't. In Montana. Potatoes don't do well in cold. I guess they rot. And I think it's better for them not to be frozen, mushed, and rotten. When we get them to sell. That's probably not a bad and idea. That's, that's what the grower thought, too. So they expect decent weather. This, I guess this cold is blowing through, and then next week they should ship. So maybe by the weekend, but if not, then the following week. And I know you heard this last week, but I this, this time I mean it. Well, the other people <laughs> did. The seven, 17 people, how many people do we have listening? Well, eight, 18. 18. 18. We had one more. We had a lovely lady call in the other day, asked a question. She listens on K-Praise. And she was very happy that we were back on the air and, and had a follow-up question to some of the stuff we spoke of. And we but, had a... Was she was she the one that uh, lives in Placerville? No, this is a, a, um, just up in North County somewhere. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, the, the person who got the soil conditioner. They came in and bought quite a few bags of soil conditioner because they heard somebody talking about it. And then I showed her the pictures of what it had done to the lawn. You know, in oh, June of in 2016. Is that when you asked me that? Uh, yeah. Okay. We're going to go to the phones if you want to give us a call. 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go to Tierra Santa where Chris is waiting. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Uh, fine. Uh, this morning, up in the bright and ready to go. Got a question about sago palm. Um, got one. It's pretty tall. It's about maybe four, four and a half feet. But what's happening is these, um, it's like there's little sago stalks growing out at the base and the, and the, uh, the fronds are getting quite large. And my wife's after me to trim those off. Uh, I was thinking, are these little sagos that have started to grow from seeds that have fallen off? Or are these stalks uh, coming out of the base of the sago? How do you handle that? Well, they're, they're they're not seedlings, but they are they're they're pups or suckers that are coming up off of the plant. They will they will reproduce that way. They'll send up, they'll start growing another trunk. Basically, if you leave it there long enough, it's going to form a second or th- depending on how many you have, a second or a third trunk. You can you can trim the foliage off. It's going to continue to grow. Uh, what some people will do is they'll wait until they get to the about the size between a baseball and a softball, and then you can take a shovel and and wedge the shovel down between the between the the plant and the main trunk and cut it away, and then you can re, you can reroot it and uh, start another sago palm if you would like to do that. Or like I said, if you just let it go, it's gonna it's gonna form a multiple trunk plant. I think we're missing a very important part of this story. What's that? His wife wants them gone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, the the, uh, the leaves from the uh, front from the uh, the small stalks already are starting to overwhelm the. They're almost getting us up to the level of the main plant uh, beginning of the front, and uh, it may even be stealing water because uh, the uh, smaller ones around the uh, are very green. But the main one's starting to get a lot of yellow on its front, so it may, I don't know if it's stealing nutrients or water. It sounds like it, it to my guess is that if the main if the main trunk is starting to, the fronds are starting to yellow, they're probably just getting to be old, and they can be you can go through and just cut them completely off. Cut you can cut all the fronds off, give it a shot of fertilizer like Grow Power, and, and give it some and give it some good water, and within I would say within a few weeks, you should see some new foliage starting to come out. Okay. Uh, just one other uh, quick question. The church is about help with the church garden here, which is quite, actually quite large. Uh, uh, the uh, subject of nematodes, they're having troubles with nematodes. I know this has come up in the past on the program, but at the time I wouldn't have been interested because I, it wasn't my issue, but you haven't. The church is having trouble with the nematodes. Do you have any advice about dealing with something like that? The only thing you, there's only a couple of things you can do as far as nematodes are concerned. 
Um, you can let you if it if it's like a vegetable garden area, you can let it go fallow for a couple of years. That will reduce the number of nematodes that are in the soil because they don't have anything to feed on. Or you can treat the area with beneficial nematodes, so you can put more nematodes down to get rid of the nematodes that are there, and that can get them under control as well. So it, or you can plant nematode resistant, nematode resistant uh, crops in the area. There are a number of, like for for instance, if it's a vegetable garden, there's a there's a number of tomatoes. I can't think of them off the top of my head. I'd have to look at a list that are nematode resistant, and and those planting those over time will eventually reduce the nematode population because they don't have anything to feed off of so those that's basically that's basically all you can do or you can you can solarize the soil too which mean which doesn't it's hard to do in the winter time because the temperatures are not that high but in the summertime you can lay out black plastic weight it down around the edges so that it seals really well um and just let that soil temperature get much, much higher than it normally does, and that will kill the nematodes off as well. Okay. Um, the, the beneficial uh, nematodes, th- those are, is there, is there just like a, a kind that you can get from, say, a nursery or uh, one kind, or you got to match it up with what's, with no, we bad we, ones that are already there. No, you, you, you. There, there's. I, I think there's three different types of beneficial nematodes that we carry, and they control different things. The one that you want is the one that controls root knot nematode, um, and it basically, it's, it's. You're basically buying a sponge, and you, and you put the sponge in water and squeeze it, and that's what the the sponge is what carries the nematodes. So you, you put it into a watering can, you squeeze it several times and try to flush the nematodes out, and then you take the watering can and just water it over the area, and that's how you distribute them. All right. Very good. I'll, I'll pass that info along to them, and I appreciate very much uh, the information. It's uh, you know good listening to you guys, and you do good work and uh, very uh, helpful. Thank you very much. I appreciate you getting up early to listen to us. All right. Very good. Okay. Have, have a great weekend. Bye. Take care. And just for those who don't know what nematodes are, what are they? Tiny, tiny, microscopic little worms. Is tiny, tiny, microscopic redundant? No. Okay. It's like tiny, tiny dancer. Gotcha. In my head. Or mind? Anyway, yes. Okay. And they, some are good and some Some are bad. Some are good and some are bad, right. Some will damage. We sell them in a a bag, in in it looks like an envelope, a little bit larger than a legal envelope. I've, I've tried on occasion just to dry the heck out of the soil well not tried to i've let the soil go extremely dry till everything's dead in it and i think that includes the nematodes yeah, Was, I, wasn't there a product by monterey or bonite that was used as well i heard it was not all that effective what i from early studies and this was years ago when it first showed up uh, i was corresponding with somebody at the uc extension and he said it did not reduce nematode populations but it did increase the production productivity of the plants it it encouraged growth it was a saponin based thing i think yeah i think you're right and it it made the plants more vigorous but it didn't didn't seem to do as much for nematodes that's yeah, what i heard I, I got them into a, a couple of raised beds that i had in, in my yard and uh the only thing that the only thing that was really affected by them uh seriously were, were the tomatoes and the tomatoes would they'd start out great and then they would just it's like they hit a wall and then you pull them out, and the the roots were like almost the size of a pencil, which is not not it's not supposed what, to be. That's not <laughs> how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, if you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ AM and FM and KPRZ AM and FM. Um. Oh, another potato update. We've got sweet potatoes in stock in Poway. I heard that. Well, you told me so, and I meant to go out and look at them. And so did I. I didn't and, get out there. And you know what Mama says? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. But I never got to, to check them out. I want to get one. I think I'm going to plant oh, one. We talked about them last week a little, right? We spoke. I, I've been growing them for a while, and it's very, very easy. So Sweet potato? Yeah, very easy. Right. And they're, they're a pretty plant, too. You know, I'm excited about the regular seed potatoes coming in because I want to plant some. But I have part of my harvest from last year. Or from this year, just still sitting in a... We, we have some that are starting to, that we didn't, when we harvest every, they always miss one or two. And so we have some new ones coming up, uh, growing right now. The green's starting to pop out. 
I think Ken has something he wants to do. Oh, no, we need to. We just need to take, I, we need to take a break. That's what I thought. You're listening to Garden Talk here on a, on KCBQ AM and FM and KPRZ AM and FM. We're going to be back with more right after this. your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right. And we're back with more garden talk here on KCBQ AM and FM and KPRZ AM and FM. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady has got the weekend off and... Uh, Probably freezing in Denver. So. I think that's his better element, though. Cold weather? The cooler weather is, is more in sync with Mark. It could very well be. It could very well be. Uh, if you'd like to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. And we are going to go to La Mesa, and we're going to talk to Mark. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning. What can we do for you? Well, I have a question about a nashi tree, uh, you know, the Japanese pear. Uh-huh. And... Uh, I had cut it back uh, in May or June, and I was wondering if that would change the f- fruit or the pattern of uh, production, I guess. It produced fruit like it typically does, but it was very, very few fruit. And then before that fruit matured, it flowered out again, and now I have a lot of fruit on the tree. Is, is that normal to uh, when you prune to kind of uh, goose up the cycle of the tree or something? Possibly, but more likely... The something else may have caused it to start blooming again out of season. What do you think that might? What would I accuse you of, George, if you were telling me that story? Did you by chance drought stress this tree in any way? Um, because that's what David would accuse me of if I told him something was in uh, in bloom out of sync. Yeah, but I wouldn't have asked the question that way. I know you. I would have said he probably got it a little dry and it thought about going prematurely dormant and then then gave it a lot of water right and it came back that's that's what sometimes happens to them and has them flowering out of out of sync that's a good possibility um i don't normally take care of the tree but anyway um i have been watering it quite a bit lately um also it has a lot of termites is that a is that a problem yeah. Yes. That, 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. That 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 can be a problem, and unfortunately, there I, there's not a real easy there's not a real easy fix for termites once they get in once they get into the tree. I don't know if the borer spray would you could would, try it. You could try it. It's yeah. going to have to get to them, but you got to get it into the tree to get to them. That's the that's the problem. Uh, oh. And I don't know. And I other than the borer spray, I don't know that there's anything. I don't know that there's any pesticides that are labeled for termite control on fruit trees. Right, and I don't, I don't know of any either. Are there any large dead branches on there? What, what, where are the termites? Yeah, well, um, there I can see them where I cut off part of the branches. Um, branches that were obviously dead. Yes. Uh huh. So you you yeah. might want to keep cutting back till you get to the live portion of the tree and remove all the dead wood. And get oh. and, and and keep cutting back until you get to the point where there's no termite right. termite um, boreholes in it. Is it good to cap those with a, like a tar or something like that? No, probably no. not going to do much. No, unfortunately. Right. Okay. Well, oh, also, uh, by the way, on the uh, the answer uh, website uh, has your has the Anderson phone number on it, not the talk show uh, number on it. For what it's worth. <laughs> on on which website? The answer. Oh, they, oh yeah. okay. Yeah, it, it has your uh, the Walter Anderson phone number on it. So anyway, oh, okay, we'll take a look at that. Thank you. So if you want uh-huh. to call in, that's not going to work for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. I think. <laughs> Thank it's you a, very much. Uh, you know, I had a few fruit trees at home. 
blooming. I wonder why. It's really weird. Cause we, have, we, we have a plum tree that's blooming, but it, it had adequate water. I think it was more of a, maybe it got cool one night, enough for it to break chill. Who knows? Go out of dormancy. Are you, you're still defending your position, are you not, Mr. This, Allman? This, this tree was not drought stressed. Okay. All right. I didn't say it was. I was just asking questions. You sound a little defensive. Well, in, in my defense, we did have that happen to one of my mulberry trees, and okay. I did, in fact, drought stress it, and it did, in fact, give me a ton of fruit afterwards. You know, one of the more drought-tolerant fruit trees is the fig group. And my fig season on my panache or tiger fig ended prematurely because the tree was drought-stressed. It's dropping all of its leaves now, and it's done producing fruit. Uh. Because I didn't water it because it didn't need it because it's a it's fig a, tree. It's a drought-tolerant <laughs> tree, right? <laughs> drought-tolerant tree. Yeah. Oh, well. Our, well yeah. I was going to say our figs are doing really well. We're still eating Missions and Violette. You must have Bordeaux. Uh, given it water. We have given it water, yeah. yes. Ah, some, fig, some figs, the, uh, the beat of the fruit tree. <laughs> what is wrong with figs? I'm not a fan. Even even the, the, the sweeter variety? Yeah. I, they when just, was the last time you tried one? Oh, I don't know. Well, the last time I didn't like it. I, have I, you had a Corky's Honey Delight yeah, I have. from the parking lot in the last two years? Yeah. You still don't like um, it? I, yeah. Texture? It's, I, yeah, I think it's a, I'm okay it's, a, with it's, that. a it's a texture thing. Yeah, you know, dried figs, I'm okay with that. Dried, dried figs on a, on a, uh, Wedge salad with blue cheese dressing. Yeah, that works. For, that works for me. <laughs> well, but, now wait a minute. But, so you're really, it's really fig. the blue cheese dressing, not, not the fig, fig at all. <laughs> it's uh, but just a just a just regular figs. Yeah, they don't they they don't do anything well, for me. That is one of the things about the panache fig. It will kind of dry on the on the tree. Some figs. You mean if you drought stress it? Well, no. no if, if you just, just ignore them, them, if ignore them, like Black Mission seems to come and go. If you don't get to them while they're ripe, they just rot and oh. melt on the on the. They tree. do, and then the, and the green fig beetles come and take away yeah. the but rest the, of it. The tiger fig, I guess it's got a stronger skin, and it will kind of begin to shrivel and dry on the tree, and it makes them intensely flavored. They're even oh, yeah. better. Yeah. I, they're fantastic that way. They're not totally dry. They're not totally fresh. I guess they are totally fresh, but they have kind of a, a hybrid taste to them, but not genetically modified. Overly ripe. They're awesome. No, I, I, I get it. I mean, it's just, okay. it's just, I, I got nothing against them. It's just not. Well, you, well, you, when you start out and say it is the beat of the tree of the fruit tree world, you have something against them. <laughs> well, yeah, so. because because <laughs> we've we've all heard you talk about beets, Ken. Yes, we. Yeah, yeah. I, they taste like dirt, even when they've been rinsed. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. All I right, will, I will, I will, I will stick. That with said, that I argument. will be, I will be planting. Well, I will be getting I, I will be getting beets this weekend or seeds and getting them in the we'll get them in the ground this weekend. I planted beet seeds on Monday. Yeah, hope we hope to do it this weekend in my smart pots. Well, this is the time of the year that you want to start putting uh, your root crops in: beets, uh, carrots, radish. potatoes, sweet potatoes. So, oh, that's right. We have sweet potatoes. We have the sweet potatoes in stock. We also have we have potato seeds in stock in Poway. At least we did. I don't know. If no, we I think we, we still, still do. We right. still have some. But, I mean, who's going to plant potato seeds when they could have seed potatoes? Any week now. Any week now. Promise. Soon. And, you know, talking about fruit trees, um, soon keep an eye on the website because our soon-to-be-published uh, fruit tree list for 2021 is going to be coming up shortly. And there's there's going to be a lot to choose from this year. We have 21 different, 21 different apples, nine different cherries. And that's the, th- the interesting thing about cherries is 20 years ago, we had zero cherries that we were selling. And because? Because they all were very high chill and they would not grow in the greater San Diego area. And now we have cherries that will grow and produce um, and and all the way, and all and the way up pre- to the coast. Yeah, and they're pretty good. I have, th- I have three of them and I like them. Yeah. So have about 22 different peaches are going to be coming in. Um about 22 different varieties of grapes, 11 different blueberries. And the blueberries is another one of those ones that uh, 20 years ago we didn't sell any blueberries. Because they didn't grow here. Because they didn't grow right. here. Now, now we have varieties to do. I want you, as a little homework assignment for the, today, to tell me how many of the 
trees you're looking at, you don't have to do it right this second, say potted next to them because the potted ones. There are a few. There's quite there's quite a few. A lot of a lot of the pomegranates, pretty much all of the figs, I think. Yeah, all the figs. Uh, one of the mulberries. So that we, we call them bare root, but they're not true bare roots. They're in these little not, sleeves. Um, and the, uh, and but they come from the bare root growers. Right. So we call them in bare, bare root, root season. Bare root potted. Right. <laughs> oh, and actually, you know, all all the grapes, all the blueberries, um, and all of the regular berries like blackberries, raspberries. Um, and the reason I asked you to pull those out is because those we're expecting before Thanksgiving. So we're expecting oh, those so in we'll less have those than a month. N- we're expecting sometime next, sometime or next, next month. month. Yeah. Which is which is soon. I know we're yeah. only a week away from next month, aren't we? We are. So, those trees will be in in time to get into the ground for the fall planting season. the The fruit trees we're expecting either the week before Christmas and New Year's or the first week of the New Year. Last year, because of Christmas was right midweek, they didn't ship between Christmas and New Year's. Hopefully, this year we will. You know, we, spring is typically your you know, most people's favorite time gardening, but I, bare root season, January, when those trees come in, I, it's it's an exciting time in the garden and in, at the nursery. Somebody in uh, in the paperwork transfer this week got an envelope, came up and pulled it out, and there was it was the front page of the San Diego Union. From, I think it was January sixteenth, nineteen fifty five, and they were talking about bare root season and right on the cover or right on the front page of that section was a picture of my grandfather holding they said it was holding a rose but i think it was actually a bare root fruit tree looking at the root structure and the and the way that it was uh, but it was interesting because there were a number of places that were advertising their bare root trees for their bare root fruit trees and their bare root roses for sale and i think bare root fruit trees ranged in price between 79 and 99 cents and uh, wow and bare root roses were about 79 cents each also which just seemed i i I just can't even imagine um all the work that goes into that but what was what was really interesting was i went and i looked at i said i went and took the took the cost of the of those plants at that time and plugged it into an inflation calculator and the retail comes out for a, a seventy-nine cent rose. I think came out to nine dollars and sixty-one cents today. So something's something is askew. something is askew there. <laughs> I want everyone who thinks I don't think before I speak know that I was about to break into those were the days, my friend, and sing a little song. And I'm not. Well, good. Well, we're we're grateful. Yeah, yes. we're very very grateful for that. We're going to take a quick break. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ AM and FM and KPRZ AM and FM. We're going to be back with more right after this. your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ 1170 KPRZ. Uh, <laughs> that was a nice sound, wasn't it? It's a Halloween yeah. sound. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of the sound. Last night I was locking up chickens, and I heard a sound that kind of sounded like that, and I didn't know how to describe it. So I oh, shined it scared my, the hell out of me. I shined my flashlight up in the tree, and there were these two tiny little uh, sets of eyes glowing back at me from about 20 feet up a pine tree in my front yard. Raccoons? I thought it was owls. I thought they were little owls. Oh. I was so excited to go look at the owls, and when I got there, the owls had long tails. They, they were possums, the little baby possums. <laughs> or medium-sized possums. 
just sitting up there looking at me. It was very exciting. But oh that God. was the sound that I heard that made me look up. And that's, I, I guess, why I thought it was an even made sound. Well, I don't know that they do. I don't know if they found something and were, I don't know. It just caught, I don't think that sound came from them, but that's the sound that made me go searching. Made you go, yeah, see, that would have made me go in the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you're a city boy. Yeah. I'm a farm boy. That's true. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. We were talking about uh, fruit trees and the stuff that's coming in some and the stuff that we're expecting for the 2021 season. And I have no doubt that it's going to be a busy season given the way, given the way 2020 has been the given the way 2020 has been and that the pandemic hit after the main part of the fruit tree season ended. I have no doubt that it's going to be another busy, busy season. So if you're, so my advice would be to plan ahead to try to get an idea of what you want to put in and then come in early and buy it so you can get it. Cause when, once the, once the bare root fruit trees are gone, they're gone. We only, we basically only get one order of them. So we, we're, it trickles, it's, it, it's a, but it is, it's a, it's a, order. it's a short season and they are sold out of a lot of their varieties already. Yeah. So we have them booked and, and we have a lot of customers that live for bare root season. Um, so we get a lot, a lot of like-minded people when you're standing out there talking about the bare root fruit trees, and they look forward mm-hmm. to coming and, and shopping that list as soon as it's available and getting their names on a list to pick up some trees. And uh, you know what amazes me? We've been doing this for 91 years, and it's still roses and bare root roses and bare root fruit trees are still incredibly popular. So uh, some some of the things to some of the highlights to look for uh, this season in apples uh, we're. We didn't have King David last year, correct? They had a problem with the crop. That's correct. Right. Uh, but we are expecting we are expecting King David's this year, uh, along with Lady Williams, which is a newer one that I'm not overly familiar. I, with. I think they're new old varieties. It is a new old variety. Yeah. Both both King David and Lady Williams are old varieties that they have brought back into production. King David specifically, it was an heirloom. It's an old old apple. Well, how many? We, we have one and. Yeah. It was productive, and there were, I don't know, eight or ten uh, pieces of fruit on it that were coming to fruition, and something got them. Squirrel. I don't know what got them, but there were none left. Squirrel. Squirrel took apple. (laughs) I'm trying to remember what, I think it was last year where I'd read that article that at one point in time, or there's like, the history of apples, there's like 14,000 different varieties of apples. Uh, Didn't I been in just see another story about a, a farm where they discovered, I think, in the Pacific Northwest? Uh, I think I posted that on one of our Facebook pages a while back. Yeah. So what, what, I don't, what was I, it? I don't remember it. I just remember they posting They discovered a, a bunch of old varieties of yeah. apples that had been on a They've lost been neglected. Yeah, they've yeah. been neglected, and they're trying to you know bring them back and get, get them uh, produced again you know, and that available. Would, that would be an interesting project to to do across the country, go to some oh, of the, the old farms, the old farmsteads, and, yeah, and I grew up back east with an orchard there. that had only had about a thousand trees and had twelve or thirteen different varieties of apples, and that's nothing. Twelve, thirteen varieties, yeah. nothing. But that's what they produced. Interesting. Oh, speaking of the Pacific Northwest, did you see that they found the they murder actually, hornet? They nest. found a murder hornet nest. I did, did you, see that. Did you hear? Did you see how they found it? No. They trapped a murder hornet. And put a radio transmitter on it. So and, either and murder it. hornets and are that big, it. or the radio transmitters that's are that small. Radio, the radio transmitters that small. Well, I mean, the, the hornets can get up to two inches. So I mean, it's a big, it's a big bug. Um, but the they put a tiny radio transmitter on it, and that's how they traced that's it. That's pretty to, nifty. Back what to we, it's a the the nest is in a hollowed out tree on. Uh, I think it's an apple farm somewhere. Yeah, up and there. it's eight feet up in the air, and they're going to have to build scaffolding to get to it. But yeah. I think they were they, going to do that this morning. They, they were going to they were going to eradicate the nest today. Yeah, I yeah. think they're they're meeting at seven a.m. or something. It's it's coming up. It's in the future. Wow. So, but uh, they said overall, though, they've only trapped or four a.m. They've only trapped twenty. They've only trapped twenty hornets in the 
Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I saw some video with some tweezers and like it looked like uh, dental floss or something. And I don't know if they just glued it on its back or they were tying no, they, it they on. Were, they, yeah, they tied it on with they That's tied it I on saw. with dental floss. Yeah, <laughs> I'm picturing this wasp with like a World War II radioman's antenna <laughs> yeah. on the back and you know flying. When my kids were home and younger, they tied dental floss around one of those green fruit beetles and you know took it for a walk once. <laughs> Well, but seen, just once. Well, I've, I've I've seen people would make little paper airplanes and then stick flies on the wings for uh, <laughs> propulsion. Because we got we got nothing better to do. Uh, anyway, back to the back to the fruit trees. Uh, another another interesting variety. Another one that I'm not familiar with. But you said it was it was actually Nan Nan Sturman's. Favorite. I don't know if it's her current favorite, but it okay. used to be at her one favorite. time. Sundowner. Sundowner when it came out. That is a cousin of the Pink Lady, and both are suitable for here. I was, my Pink Lady is producing well right now. They're not ripe yet, but I was noticing this morning with my flashlight that there's a good crop coming on it. It's a low chill, two, three hundred hours. Works well here. My neighbor had one. I, I planted it in between and too close to two citrus trees, so I don't see all of it all the time. I have to look for it because it's kind of buried in the background. Uh, some of the cherries that are coming in, one of the more popular ones, or a couple of the more popular ones are Mini Royal and Royal Lee. And and their new you, baby brother. Well, they're, they're popular uh, because you have Crim- to... Ha- Royal Crimson? Right. Royal but, the, but the Mini Royal and Royal Lee are popular because you have to have them together so and, in, to pollinate. Yeah, and that and planting planting two in the same hole to save space is not a... It's not it's uncommon. Not, it's not, it's not right. uncommon. It's not a problem. And it's, we often you, sell you, them... Uh, we usually after, sell them after bare root yeah. season in in a single pot. Right? So when those two came out, they needed each other. You had to have one of each. They pollinated each other, and that's all you. If you wanted cherries, they were the mild, the best mild climate mm-hmm. one for here. But, but now, go no, ahead. I was going to say, but I was going to have that was my lead in for you. But thank you, sir. Yeah. But now we have the royal crimson, which is a pollinizer for each of them and is self fruitful. Right, so, so if you have room for yeah. only one tree, that's a you good can get low the Royal chill. Crimson. Royal right. Crimson. And then we've also had uh, customers who have bought the Mini Royal Royal Lee pair and lost the tags and lost one of the two trees. And so they don't know which one they need to get to make it fruitful again. They can just get a Royal Crimson, and regardless of which one it is, it'll pollinate. That'll take care of it. Uh, oh, another. Another really good one. Uh, Jujubees. We'll be getting... Oh, we will be Wait, getting those. How, in the, how do you in, feel in about jujubees, Ken? Yeah, I'm, not, a while we're I'm talking not a about. fan of those either. Do they taste like dirt? What is it? No, they don't taste like dirt. They just taste. It's like I don't know. It's like a dried fig, kinda. It, it, like it's a, like it's like a fig. Any, it's like a like date. Eating an eraser. Yeah. It's more yeah, like, like a date. date. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. It that that's a which funny enough, I don't seem to mind dates, but um, yeah, jujubees. I'm not a not a fan. It's a pretty tree, though. I had so. some last week off of the. <laughs> off of the rootstock that had sprouted up, they 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 sucker pretty they can, freely. They can yeah. sucker, and oh, it's, do they a really? very, it's yeah. a very small fruit, but yeah. they were there and they were ripe. And I was wandering, so I had some. Now the, uh, I don't have one, but I understand it to be somewhat drought. Very, yeah. You can just very, yeah. More so than a fig tree. More so than a fig tree, yes, okay. and more so than a pomegranate, right? Or in the same category. Uh, we've got quite a few plum trees coming in too. You know, I'm Probably open a little short on plums in my yard. I, I got three at the end of last season. And this season, you know, we usually have a fruit tree sale this time of the year with the leftover right. fruit trees. But yeah, we don't because have any. of no, <laughs> they they sold out very quickly. Um I think one I think probably my you know, plums are just they're they're so sweet. I mean the the sugar content on on them is just amazingly high. But I, I think probably I think probably my favorite was uh, Green Gage growing up. My, oh yeah, my, me too. My grandparents had one in their yard that produced just an insane amount of fruit. I mean, absolutely incredible amount of fruit. Much much more than the family could actually eat. Um, Didn't your grandma they, used to freeze them or something? Oh, she froze everything. <laughs> she, she had a giant freezer down in the down in the laundry room. Uh, but the they have a really tart skin on them, but when when they're ripe, God, it's almost like eating a 
small balloon full of sugar water. There. <laughs> and you like that, <laughs> right? well, And that's probably, that's okay. there's Where, probably the reason he doesn't like uh, beets or figs. Well, or, figs have that. Not, not like that, no. Not, not, no, like, not, no. Like a, not like a plum. And the, and the red plums, too. They can, uh, Satsuma was always the, the really popular one when, when I was growing up. It needs a pollinator, But it though. needs a pollinator. Yeah, you need, Santa, you need Santa Rosa, Santa Rosa right. to, to go with it. Uh, but big, just a right. big, big red plum. I remember when I was when I was living on when I was a when I was a, much younger and living on Galveston Street. Our neighbor had, um, oh, they had one of the the French plums, the the prune, the, like like a prune, and those were those were incredibly sweet too. I remember we used to eat those when they would uh, when they would come in to see. Did the do you recall the tree doing well? Because no, we can't, we can't no. get one that that it didn't. It, it require more chill. It wasn't. It it wasn't real. It wasn't a real vigorous tree. It was. Yeah. It was a relatively small for for a plum tree. It was relatively small. But I remember. Got to remember those plums were all, they were almost black with that kind of whitish. They have the whatever it is that's on the outside. Film. Film. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I. I distinctly remember them we had a tree growing up at my folks house but it never did well and a, 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 prune a couple. tree as well yeah because oh. they they need more winter chill than we right typically get so they'll grow for a little while but they just don't have the yeah the no vigor. vigor right decline rapidly or slowly rather yeah especially yeah. with my cultural practice <laughs> <laughs> your caring yeah caring culture if you want to give us a call 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to garden talk here on kcbq and kprz We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ 1170 and KPRZ AM and FM. Uh, you know, another 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 group of fruit trees which is, has become really popular over the past few years are persimmons. We sell, we sell out of persimmons very quickly is this, every is, year. Is this another one that we have a... No, I difference like, of opinion. No, on. I like I, I like persimmons. Do you like all of them or just the fuyas, the, the ones that you take right off the tree and eat fresh? Uh oh, he's thinking. I'm, yeah, I'm okay with them. Okay. Yeah, and some of them can be a little bit astringent. Uh, the others are. I think the others like, require some work. Yeah. So that's what's nice about the fuyas. Uh, they make nice golf clubs too. They may make nice golf clubs. Yeah, the old the trees. Old wooden drivers okay. were made out of a persimmon, persimmon wood? wood. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. Uh, and we've got one, two, three. I had a. We've my, got about six different varieties of uh, persimmons, persimmons coming. coming in this year. My first fuyu persimmon that was ripening. I saw half of it a few days ago when I was in the garden, and the rest of it's gone now. I, I'm assuming it was a squirrel. Ours were it, coyotes. It could have been. Yeah, we saw it. I remember you brought yeah, we, in the we, video we, tape. We lost, we lost a bunch of uh, of fuyus, put the camera up, and the coyotes came right back, and they were sniffing all around the tree looking for any extras, but they got them the night before. I can't remember if it was if it was my grandparents that had a persimmon tree. Um, I remember somebody had a giant fuyu persimmon, and the, it, it was huge. It was like six inches across, kind of flat. That's a big it, persimmon. It was a huge persimmon. The fruit is what I'm talking about there. Um, what else was I thinking about? 
Oh, well, we're talking about um, composting, which you had done on Wednesday Wisdom last, last week. Last week, right? Last week, Wednesday Wisdom. Right. Uh, but one of the things that uh, one of the things that we've seen a number of people bringing in this season, probably a little more so than I have seen in a while, are grubs. And there's good grubs and there's bad grubs. Well, actually, uh, I are don't you know. a good grub or a bad grub? Well, by Good grubs, I mean there are grubs that will help in breaking down organic uh, material, orga- organic right. material like in your compost pile and things like that, but then they produce a bad bug. Right. So, Like the big, the green the big, fig beetle that we talk fig. about, the soft fruit beetle that flies yeah. around like he's drunk. Yeah. Um, but the- <laughs> Those the, grubs how, are- how do, you, how do you know what a drunk beetle flies yeah, around because that's like. what they look like. Oh, so. okay. The, but, the, but the grub is the, huge. The, they're huge. They're like the size of your finger and they're, and they crawl on their back. Yeah, they we, do. yeah. Our, our compost bin has lots of and lots of large, and and they're good. They help they help break down that yeah, that organic break, material. Yeah, they break down the they break down the organic material, and uh, but you'll find them also going. Yeah, you'll find them in in a good garden bed as well. Not mm-hmm. necessarily just compost. So yeah. If you've got a lot of organic material in your garden and you're turning the soil, getting ready to plant, you may find some of those. Yeah, and I, we get a lot of people in that are worried about that. Yeah, should they be? No, not with, those. Not in the, fact, you're, you're, shaking, you're shaking your head. I don't think that went out over well, the I was air. waiting for you to say he's shaking his head. <laughs> oh, um, he's shaking his head no. <laughs> so it, uh, the University of California Integrated Pest Management specifically points out that they are actually good in the garden because they help decompose material. However, the Comma. beetle themselves are bad because they do eat your fruit. Although we do have the traps available now for the beetles, which are extremely effective. Yes, they are. Yeah. But they, I haven't – I think – we didn't have the the, the beetle problem seemed to be was not a big issue this year. Less, no. less of an issue, much much less of an issue than it than it has been in the past. Uh, I remember the first time I ever saw the the peach beetle grubs. Somebody brought them into the nursery. This was years and years ago, twenty five thirty years ago, and uh, they were in a little box and they were crawling around on their back and just looking disgusting. And and uh, did you try one? No, I didn't. And uh, Put another oh, grub so, on and, the Barbie. It probably <laughs> tastes like dirt. And some, I, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. And uh, put another grub on. So the Barbie. and good. The person that brought them in was a, asking what they can what they can do to control them. And I remember my dad came walking by and he looked in the and he said, "Well, what what should I do?" And my dad looked in the box and he just looked at him. He goes, "Move." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're. Uh, People are worried about them because they're the, they're disconcerting. The right. story yeah. is they're eating all the roots of your plants and killing them. But they're but they're not. But now the smaller grubs, the ones that you find in your lawn, probably like the ones that the raccoons or skunks dug up in my lawn last week or two and left holes all over the place. Look like a bad foursome of uh, golfers had come through my backyard. <laughs> uh, now those those can be destructive. Um, but they're those are much those are much smaller. They're maybe about the about the diameter of a pencil, maybe about a, yeah. quarter, about a quarter about a quarter of an inch in diameter, and maybe an inch long. Chickens still like love them. They regardless. do. Regardless, you know, you know something I I don't hear much about um, is cutworms. When was the last time you hit, had somebody come in with a cutworm problem? I, I did have somebody come in not too long ago. Oh so. yeah, yesterday. No, no, it wasn't. Way, it was about, way to ruin his story, Well, George. no, I'm just saying, I, I, he, he said when, so I have had someone. About, within the last two weeks, a gentleman came in and was was talking about it. He had a cutworm getting on some of his plants. I, I'm guessing we, the Sluggo Plus would take care of That's exactly that. what we went yeah. with, right? We're going to go to the phones. We're going to go up to uh, Oceanside where Larry is waiting. Good morning, Larry. How are you? Hey, good. Glad you guys are back on the air and stuff. A little, little dark outside, but it's good. I got two questions. Um, one, uh in the store, I haven't been there in a while for this uh, pandemic. Is it still is it is the Poway store still open, or do you need like uh, you know limited people go in? Well, we 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 try to limit the number of people that are actually in the building, but the store is open uh, uh, nine to five, seven days a week. Uh, you okay, just have to wear a mask when you come in, and we ask that you keep your distance from the other other shoppers and other employees but we're there to help if you would prefer you can give us a call and we can take an order over the phone and uh get it ready and pulled for you and we can give you a call when it's ready and you can come in pull into the parking lot give us a call we'll bring it out to your car we can accommodate either way yeah great because i know some of the stuff like the insecticides and 
some of the stuff you guys have it and nobody else does. So uh, I I need to get out there. That well, we try. Uh, and my and my question is, um, I did something. I thought these two avocado trees were you know going to die and not going to make it. I planted them too close to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to transplant them, but do you think it's better to transplant and put them in a a, 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 a you know a container? Or to just try to stick them in the ground, and what's the likelihood they're going to live? How how long have they been in the ground? About a year. I would guess that you could. You want to take as much root ball with you as you can. Um, yeah. And we're heading into a decent period to do it with the cooler weather. There'll be less stress on it uh, on the remaining root system. But um, it's it all depends on how much root system you take along. You don't take along enough, it's going to die, and it can either go back into the ground or it can go into a good potting soil. Um, probably be better for it to go into a good loose potting soil to get it reestablished before putting it back in the ground. Yeah, I didn't think these were going to make it in the first time, and then surprise to me, they they took off, and uh, and yeah. now I got to prove them. <laughs> and now. Uh, as well, if they're in containers, you can move them to less sun or filtered sun until they start to, to come out of it, until the, you see growth and know that the roots have, have taken and are starting to regrow. Then you can move it out in the spring or, or sometime next year and put them out in the yeah, ground. That's what I was thinking, because I notice avocados, they lo- when you plant them or you transfer, uh, you know, put them in the ground, it seems like the first year they lose all their leaves and you get all new growth, and then uh, and then they take off. Well, that is what they do, and especially younger ones, they will uh, drop all their leaves their first year. But the the trees cycle them every year anyway. Larry, we've oh, got yeah. to, we've got to go. But thank you very much for calling. Hope you call in again. You've been listening to Garden be, Talk here. You've I'll been, be here every weekend. <laughs> thank you, Larry. You're, you've been listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with more next week right here. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.